Everybody, welcome to our really fantastic, super awesome interview. I have one of the folks who I have been dying to get on a conversation and an interview with me. You know I have been talking about, we just put out our our play date review. Uh, I have been messing around with this gorgeous piece of hardware in the crib <laughs> for about a couple weeks. And now we have yeah. one of the masterminds behind uh, this gorgeous little device. We have Cable Sasser, co-founder hey. of Panic, rocking with me today. Cable, how are you doing, fam? How's things going? Oh, you know, it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> it's good. Like, I can't complain. I, I, I You know, the Planet journey has been very long. And so this really trippy thing right now where we're like right on the brink of shipping these yeah. things to people. But... It's kind of like all the work is done. Like there's not, like I feel like we should be scrambling and like, you know, hammering things together. <laughs> like I don't know what. But it's we've been doing this for a really long time, one small step at a time. And now it's just like, oh, I guess we just tell them to start mailing them out. <laughs> they do. So that's that's where we're at today. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty trippy. But like, yeah, so uh I'm good. I mean, you know, things are good. It's 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 weird to feel like this is actually happening after a long time of wondering if it would actually happen. So, yeah, oh, that's where I'm at. I, I can just imagine, you know, it's one of those things, too, where this would be one of those kind of momentous occasions where you would pop the bottles in the office and get those <laughs> yeah. things together. Now you're popping bottles via Zoom. and you know, right, like, hey. right. Not, I mean, you can drop the bottle emoji as many times as you want. It is not quite the same. And that that's a weird part of it, right? I never would have imagined that the end of this super long adventure would be all of us sitting at home, like in Slack and on Zoom. But that's where we're at these last few years. Life just keeps you guessing. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. We'll have a virtual celebration. I do have a dream of getting everybody together in the office at yeah. some point to properly celebrate when we all feel like that is an okay thing to do. So getting feels like we're getting close, but I felt that before. I, I've been burned before. I, I know. <laughs> I know. It's one of those things, too, where it's like everyone is like, so... I mm -hmm. feel like we are kind of close. <laughs> and then you'll get that random tweet that's like, the CDC has just said that <laughs> somewhere time. in X place, <laughs> yeah. there is a new variant. And then they're like, Every time. And, and then they bury the lead all the time, which is like, if you've gotten your, your, your boosters and you got your stuff, you're probably okay. <laughs> but then it's, like, yeah. it's yeah. like, let me throw this thing at you to make you freak the hell out first. But that is the yeah. way that all of that works. Gotta but love the roller coaster ride. Yeah. The roller coaster is no joke. So, uh, you know, I have been a fan of the work that you and the team do for a long time. It has been so cool to see you know, just how far you have continued to kind of think about and push the ideas around games. Of course, being a software developer, you know, making a lot of Mac and iOS apps in the beginning layers of Panic and now moving into more games related stuff mm -hmm. and also now making and putting into the space this ridiculously <laughs> cool piece of hardware. Yeah. What has it been like in the past couple of years talking through 
you know, this journey that you've decided to go on where you're like, you know what? We just had the really, we had one of the most successful games in Goose Game. <laughs> and now we're going to go and do something super wild and make our own version of this this handheld hardware. What what have those conversations been like for you in the rest of the team? You know, Panic is, a, as you know, like uh, a pretty unique company. It's yeah. kind of hard to find a lot of parallels. And... Um, a big part of who we are and why we do what we do is that we've always been super independent, almost to a fault, right? Mm. No, nobody ever invested in us. We don't. We didn't raise any series, whatever funding. <laughs> you know, it was just me and a friend, like you know, right out of college, or actually didn't finish college. Actually, right out of two years of college. And this is weird because I was like, what other game companies have even really even been around as long as we have? Mm. And I just last night I looked it up and uh, Panic and Valve started in the same year, 1996. Wow. Yeah. So, That's like, but, but a weird thing happened where we're not thought of as a game company until yeah. super recently, right? And so that's a strange thing because for a lot of people that have are now hearing about Panic and about the Playdate, they have no clue that it's been almost 25 years of business, you know? So um, some people maybe think we're like a young, in fact, we could describe as a startup to this day when people write about Panic. And I'm like, I think technically 25 years is qualified us as a startup. But you know, I'll take it to me. I get what they're saying because it we're trying new things all the time. And that that I guess has the vibe of a startup. So like I'll take that. That's kind of cool. But um it, it it's been like I said, one small step at a time is kind of how we've always operated. And you know, we made, as you said, Mac apps for a really long time and and then iOS apps and then kind of fell into game publishing through Firewatch. Yeah. Um which is one of those threads because, uh, you know, one of the co-creators of Firewatch is this guy named Jake and he was a fan of our MP3 player for the Mac back when, you know, it's just like life is, if, you, if you're around long enough, all those threads of your life sometimes show up in unexpected and unique ways. And that's, I think, one of the coolest parts of our business and what we've done. We've just, we've been around for a while and uh everything's connected not everything but some things have connected so um yeah it's been a long process of just what do we do next and you know games was a big what do we do next and then it was like we kind of got software figured out maybe we should try hardware when i gave you mentioned earlier a talk at xoxo i'm not a fan of public speaking (laughs) it makes me super super nervous (laughs) and i probably practiced for a good six to eight months before i gave that talk but i was right in the middle of one of those big what next moments where it was Mm. like i really need to figure out how to keep this interesting, how to keep pushing ourselves, how to keep trying new things. And <laughs> we might have overdone it a little bit because play, Playdate is certainly the most advanced form of pushing ourselves and trying new things. It has been a long and difficult road, but like we're still here. We didn't give up and you know, it feels like we made it to the finish line. So yeah, that's a long answer. I'm gonna give you really long I answers. Love it. I love it. I love I'm it. I love it. I'm super sorry. No, I, I love it and I appreciate it because one of the things that I find amazingly funny about you saying, <laughs> I don't like public speaking. I don't like those parts is you just do it so well. You always come through <laughs> with such a wonderful layer of your personality that comes through. And I think that that's like, that's brilliant. I love that stuff is, is, is when you get a chance to do that. One of the things that I've been thinking a lot about, especially coming from that talk, 
was, you know, a running theme through that conversation was about perseverance, right? You talked about yeah. kind of being in the space for a long period of time and being there now here 25 years and, and, and seeing so many of those layers kind of change and the ideas about how do you come to work within those spaces. Um, it feels like the play date as an entity, as a thing, is also a conversation about that kind of, not necessarily perseverance, but kind of battling against a little bit the mm -hmm. very kind of strict rules that we have in the game space of like your your console has to be x color your device right. needs to be this big it needs to right. be all of these things and i just love how the playdate bucks against all of that stuff mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. in a real way um talk me through how some of the design choices came about for the play date in this way you know one of the first things people and i remember seeing you at pax west it was the first time <laughs> that we met and you had started to kind of like talk about the play date and i was mm -hmm. like hey i'm from portland hey i'm from portland we had that kind of, in, in that in that conversation you were like let me show you this thing real fast and you pull yeah. out the play date and you're like <laughs> hey it also has a crank and i was like what what is happening here so talk right. me through that yeah. again like bucking against all of right. those traditional things that we saw with the plating it kind of goes back to that having built a framework for freedom for ourselves and mm. and and I think that extends to every level. Uh, freedom to take the company where we want and try new things as long as we can stay in business. I mean, big asterisk, right? right? We have to actually stay in business so we can't get, you know, we have to think about that. But when it came to the design, like we knew we wanted to make a game system and we knew we liked this screen because the screen's really unique. It doesn't really look like anything else out there and immediately felt like something interesting. The rest of it, though, the real next step breakthrough was us hooking up with Teenage Engineering, mm. which is this company in Sweden that makes... Actually, I got some of their stuff on my shelf yeah. back here. They make, they make synths, mostly, and speakers, and uh, have done some really interesting collaborations with big companies like Ikea. And um, that was another one of those things where sometimes if you are just around long enough and you have goodwill and you've always tried your best to do right for your customers and like you know uh i don't know it's maybe slowly building up karma then we just cold emailed teenage engineering we're like hey we want to make a game system like are you interested in designing this or whatever and they wrote back very quickly and we're like oh yeah we use your mac app transmit we would love yeah. to work on you know just like okay uh the meeting we had with them was definitely like when the Playdate project leveled up. It was Jesper is their designer over there. He's just a really talented person. And he threw out this render with all these unique ideas, including, of course, the crank. And the crank was one of those things where we're like, well, of course, we got to uh -huh. We got to do that. How can you not? First of all, it feels great. Like, it does. <laughs> you know? Second of all, what does this mean for a game? Right? Like only one way to find out. Uh, that was one of those things and and not i'm totally beating a dead horse on this topic but it's like there was no one to say that is a makes no sense or, or uh why are you doing that nobody else does that yeah. those questions are never raised because our brain was we're still making mac software and we're still publishing games and so the whole thing was 
whatever happens with Playdate, worst case scenario, we learned a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Unfortunately, probably spent a lot of money, but we learned a bunch of stuff. And and for the next thing, we can do better or different or whatever. So there wasn't a lot of stress in those moments. It was just like a crank, sure. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Which, uh, a very, very lucky. I count myself very lucky to be in the position where we can do things like that and make those calls. And it wasn't, you know, there wasn't like a big business plan. There wasn't a, you know, uh, it, it was just, let's just see where this goes one step at a time. And so, yeah, the design, the yellow, definitely like, uh, that was kind of me and yes, we're working together. I, this is really a deep cut, but I was a huge, yeah. I've always been a huge fan of the Famicom disc system, yeah. which very few people know about. Yep. But uh, to me, the fact that Nintendo made a disc based system for their Famicom and that it wasn't a success, I think is really interesting. And always in the back of my head because Nintendo's still here, yeah. right? I mean, they've had their lumps. There's been a Virtual Boy. There's been a Wii U. There was a sewing machine. <laughs> was, yeah. That could have been huge for them. <laughs> um, but, but they're still here. I, and I think that's really interesting. And I think that all that kind of connected in my brain. It was like, first of yeah. all, that yellow is awesome. Yeah. I'm just going to, we have this little device that you can put on uh, any object and it reads the color straight from it. And I just slapped one of those on a Famicom disc and said, that's our yellow. Oh, uh, apologies to Nintendo. Uh, please don't <laughs> sue us for using your yellow. <laughs> but um, it philosophically just felt right. And it's just a, you know, so like just all that stuff snowballed and it was all just fun you know just like let's try the different thing let's let's have a system that has a black and white screen but also wi-fi that's a really weird combination of things mm -hmm. right that like our brains just don't really connect and so um that just happened more and more and then you know sort of the last phase of the project as of a couple of years ago when we got it close and we announced it and then it was like we realized we had an opportunity to push people towards making things in a way that the other consoles can't do. Like, if you want to make a Switch game, there's a lot of hoops you have to go through to make that happen. You know, you have to be pretty, not huge, but you got to jump through a lot of contracts. The publishing tools are super complex to even get a dev kit. You know, you're <laughs> signing your life away and spending a lot of money. Um, God, I, and again, I'm giving you the longest. No, I love this. This is perfect. This is perfect. Uh, my last tangent on that thought. <laughs> no, yeah, don't guy. run away from me, Gable. No. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, I'll talk to you for six and a half hours. Oh. The, uh, you know, we grew up at a time when computers could do anything. Yeah. And then we suddenly found ourselves as Mac developers entering the app store world mm. where you actually can't do anything, where you could have an amazing idea for an app and Apple could say, no, that's not allowed under platform rules. That was in the back of our minds design-wise. How can we buck the trend on that a little bit? What does it mean to make a system that's truly open? It means we're gonna be leaving a bunch of money on the table because we're not gonna be taking a cut of everybody's thing. But do we deserve a cut? <laughs> everybody's thing like you know like our goal is to sell the hardware yeah. like you know all of these discussions philosophical and otherwise all sort of informed the design of this thing from both a hardware perspective and a software perspective there are so many pieces to this puzzle so i don't know if it's just like a therapy device for all of us <laughs> <laughs> you know, crank to feel better yeah i know <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, slightly improve the state of the world, hopefully. Yeah. But um yeah, I, I hopefully cool things come of it. It's really it's it's really wild. But yeah. The crank, the yellow, these are key pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. I, but I love that, right? Because it is that kind of feeling. And and I and you know, I have not met folks from panic yet but it felt like mm. everything that has come through in the way that you've marketed it the way you've talked about it the way you even initially shared it with the world has that layer of fun and that layer of fun also feels like a way that is it's bucking the the energy mm -hmm. of the space in a real big way but i want to go back to something you talked about which was the ability to have so many different people be able to make something for this device you know yeah. one of the things that blew my mind when i was reading through the the press review kit was they were like, oh, one, you'll be able to sideload games onto this thing. And I was like, wait a minute, what what are you talking about where, you know, because there's a layer of 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 the process, right, in the way that you all are delivering games, which I, which I want to dig into in a second. But I think sure, sure. The, the idea that if you are willing to take the time to play around in Playdate Pulp, which is the space where you'll be able to build mm -hmm. games online mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you can just give that thing. If you've made it to a friend yeah. of yours and say, here's yeah. this thing I've had in my mind. Do you want to try it and play it and mess around with it? What was the conversation that went into that layer where you were like, yeah. we don't want to be the arbiters of the store, the store. We want to mm -hmm. be the folks who are giving you the ability to make what you want and, and make those experiences for other people. Yeah, and, and, and not only can somebody make that thing in Pulp, which is like a browser-based yeah. tool, super easy to get into, uh, to craft something, they could take that thing and put it on itch, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's nothing stopping them from doing that. I, I think that, again, philosophically, that was just one of those things where it just felt correct, yeah. that we understand why consoles are locked down, especially... I should note now that we've built hardware, I get it because <laughs> it's really expensive and we don't actually make a lot of money on the play date, especially when you factor in how much it costs to make and the cost of developing all of the games. Um, a regular console is sold at a loss, right? They're yeah. definitely not making any money on a PlayStation 5, at least for the first few years. And so I get it. You got to make that money somehow, and that and that is through a you know siloed, walled off store, and you take thirty percent of everything that everybody generates for your thing. Yeah. But um, when you don't have those expectations, and again, back to the being so fortunate and privileged to have built this place where we have the freedom to try things like this, you don't have to go down those roads. And so that was, I think, just a big. Thing for us that really wasn't even talked about that much hmm. it's just kind of like innately of course you'll be able to do this of course you'll be able to load your own game onto it if you want and people can sell their own thing not through us because that that's feels like the right thing to do that's how it should be that's how computers were back in the beginning like i said um i don't know like there's a lot of those branches where you have to choose between I don't want to say greed because it's not always greed, but I think you you know what I mean. There's there, there's always paths where maximal profit versus what feels right, and I think that we 
try as much as possible to take the what feels right road. And I like to hope that we do. And if we don't, hopefully people call us on it <laughs> and we can, you know, re- and I believe they will. Hopefully, you know, because they kind of know us at this point, yeah. at least in the app world, not so much in the gaming world. We still have to prove our worth in the gaming world, I think. Sure. But um, yeah, it's it's just feels fundamental. Why not have that freedom? And with a tool like Pulp, why not try to, entice people into the world of being able to tell their own stories on a game system. It's a, that's a cool medium. Like I can buy a canvas and paint a painting. I can, you know, uh, sit at a piano and write a song and distribute that stuff pretty easily. But games are a little bit trickier. PC games, super open for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. But putting thing, there's something special about loading a thing on a thing and then yeah. playing it on that thing. That was the smartest thing I've ever <laughs> Do not quote me on that ever. Uh, Back of the box quote for yeah, side loading. Thing on a thing and then playing the thing. <laughs> it, it feels special, it feels special. And you know, there was a couple of tweets today that almost uh, overwhelmed me with that we made the right decision and that was uh, I don't have them in front of me, but somebody who yeah. who was on the press preview of Playdate was, you know, talking about how they have their uh, preview or their review coming up, and please look forward to it. And then they said, and also, uh, I'm gonna try making a game for this thing. I've never made a game before in my life, but this, you know, feels like the right place to try. I was like, oh man, it's it's happening. Mm-hmm. This is like the dream. This is what we wanted to see happen. If uh, worst case scenario, if 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 our what we left in the world was a platform where people can tell stories in an easy way, then that is as good as it gets, right? There's what more could we possibly ask for from Playdate? So that's that's the dream, and, and I hope that that happens more and more. So one of the things that I want to ask you about, because I think this was also really um, mm. kind of brilliant in the way that I think you all are rolling out not only distribution of the hardware but of the software, which is you've done this in this seasons kind of fashion mm-hmm. where folks who will buy the Playdate and who will snag one uh, they will then get basically 24 games within that season that will roll out. Yep. How hard was the conversation about curating <laughs> what this first season was going to wind up looking <sighs> like for folks? Because yeah, I think one of the one critiques I've seen from folks mm-hmm. out in the world has been, so I bought this thing. I know I'm supposed yeah. to get 24 games. What if I get this game that I don't like? Right, <laughs> like for what sure. are the ones that I, that are coming right. in are things that I'm not really vibing right. with. What what were the kind of thought processes behind you know that layer of of rollout for Playdate? It was interesting. So two separate challenges. The first yeah. challenge was just the challenge of getting 24 games made for the Playdate, which is a whole separate call we could do some other time. Yeah, because that yeah. was that's a lot. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, the but. We call it programming the season. I think we think of it kind of almost like a TV season in a way. And it, and our philosophy became, well, first it was just going to be one game a week. And then we got so much content and, and partially based on feedback from people early on that like, let's dig deeper and find even more content for this thing and, and push ourselves a little bit harder when it comes to who we're bringing on to the season. So then we found ourselves with 24 games. And so once we hit two games a week, that's when we started to think, how do we roll this out? Um, We tried to program the games counter to each other almost Mm. with the idea that 
there will hopefully be something for everyone every week within limits, right? But let's not do two arcade shooters one week or two visual novels one week, right? Let's, let's mix it up a little bit. Um, I think the you have to wait a week for your games thing is, is going to be challenging for people. I yeah. think that we're pushing people a little bit and some people will respond well to that and some people definitely will not. <laughs> and so uh, we have some tools in our back pocket that we can deploy. Um, if it seems like more people are annoyed than delighted and, yeah. and we're going to play it by ear because we got to try it and see how this goes. What is it like when you wake up every Monday and there's two games waiting for you? What does that feel like? Are you like, okay, I played them and now it's Tuesday and I'm ready for more. Like this is stuff we're going to kind of feel out as playdates into the world. Um, but, uh, it is definitely a grand experiment. And uh, again, another one of those, why not let's try it freedom things um, where I just loved that feeling that we just don't have very much anymore of like genuinely being surprised or mm -hmm. delighted by something, right? Like we know everything about everything before that thing, here mm -hmm. we go again, comes out, right? We know uh, all the details. so we were trying to capture a little bit of that spirit. And the original dream, of course, was like, in our way too idealistic minds, we would get an order for exploits, we would manufacture exploits, we would ship exploits, and then everybody would be on the same schedule. <laughs> that is not at all how the world works, <laughs> even remotely. Manufacturing's not like that. They can only make so many a week. Plus, you got supply chain things where then it pauses for a couple of weeks because of a COVID outbreak. Like it's just impossible. Yeah. Uh, shipping is its own challenge, and then yeah, synchronizing that was a. I, we are holding on to that dream for a potential season two, if we mm. do that, which w would mean there's already a bunch of people with playdates in the world. So we could finally do that, right? Where everybody's on the same synced calendar. Is it one a week? Is it two a week? Is it every other week? I don't know. This is that you've definitely hit on the most interesting <laughs> part of this scenario. And I, I'm glad that we're trying it, but it will be interesting uh, to try the thing is, you'll only definitely hear from the people that don't like it. Sure. So we have to like keep in mind, you know, all this other stuff. But we're not closed-minded, and we are definitely like with everything with the project. We adjust as we get feedback. So um, we're gonna see how it goes. I'll let you know. Maybe we'll talk to you in a couple months. <laughs> yeah, let, yeah, let me know post-launch and see where things. <laughs> yeah. But but the thing I love though is it does feel like that that energy that you just talked about, right? Where yeah. we're so used to being able to binge everything, yes. and we're so used to being able to roll through and have an have a really really weird expectation for that content to always be like that in that way it's like yeah. you know what it's like to make you know make games at this point and you're like oh so we made this game oh so that thing that we made for about two and a half years four to five years and that you finished in about two hours because you binged <laughs> through it and ran through it and now yeah. you're like beating my door because you want dlc like it's all of those yeah, conversations yeah. right <laughs> But yeah. I, but I love and it does feel like that. Like I get excited anytime I get to go, just go like, oh, that little blue light, the little kind of mm -hmm. purplish bluish yep. light that pops up on yep. the device that tells you that something is being delivered. It's kind of just a really dope small touch to this device that I really love in that way. It feels special for me to be able to go and hit the button really, and then have I'm that really kind of opening animation yeah. show up there, which I think is really really great. 
Um, so that I think you're you're nailing that part for sure. I feel a little bit greedy now because I've had them just like roll through. I'm like, I wake up I'm like, bam, two more games, bam, I got more yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. For folks at home, yeah, that will not be the full right. experience that you have because we're doing it in the press review, but. It is a really nice thing to kind of wake up to, uh, to be able to have that stuff. Another thing that I wanted to bug you about, because I know you are a lover of music. One mm-hmm. of the things that I, um, and a maker of music, uh, one of the things I thought was really cool and, and, and a happy surprise was just how good the sound is out of this device. Mm. That was a thing that I had no expectation <laughs> for. Uh, cool. Where I was like, just the opening uh, when you first start the uh, when you first start yeah. up the device, you get this really cool roll through of like all these different animations and things that kind of welcome you into the experience. And I had it in whatever layer of volume it was on. I was like, holy shit, this sounds really good <laughs> out of this good. really tiny device. How good. important was it to get that stuff right too? Like, yeah, I remember you talking about on the on the um, Playdate podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, about the clickiness of the D-pads and the feelings mm-hmm. in the button, the way the crank feels when you deploy it and spin it. You know, from a hardware perspective, how how, how fun was it to kind of get those layers right, especially on the audio side? No, that's a lot of it. And and it also ties in sort of to the teenage engineering part of the spectrum, right? Mm. Those That team really cares about audio. They definitely recommended this speaker to us. That was a part that sort of came from them, one that they liked. Um and it's it's critical. I'm really glad that you enjoyed that. We call it the first launch experience. Um, mm. That that was kind of a late addition to the Playdate project. Uh, maybe dropped last year, I think. Uh, but it didn't. It felt like you needed something to welcome you to mm. this system. Um, so uh, we the animation and the art was done by this incredible studio called Chromosphere. I've always been a fan of Kevin Dart, who's an artist there, and his wife Elizabeth Ito is incredible. She did the City of Ghosts show for Netflix, which is just phenomenal. And Kevin's studio has done stuff for Carmen San Diego. And it just seemed like... So it was one of those things where it felt like teenage engineering would understand what we were trying to do. Yeah. And because there's a there's a whole nother story, maybe that was on the podcast about how we went to another firm here in Portland to try to design the playdate, and they were just like, "This is you're making a huge mistake. <laughs> Please don't do that." Which you know, again, maybe is true. Um, but teenage engineering understood immediately. Chromosphere was the same way. It's like we need to do something cool. The animation here, like, oh, we got a guy that will love this, and one bit art will be really interesting. And then uh, you should we should hook you up with our. Uh, this musician we've worked with in the yeah. past in the UK named Simon Panrecker. Simon and I worked together on the music. I actually uh, composed it and then sort of handed it over to him and he sort of uh, produced it and executed it. And it was a uh, just an incredibly fun collaboration. Uh, he did all the sound effects, which I think are really good oh, on the play yeah. and all the, Like he is just, he, he understood it 100% too. So this is an interesting thing. There's, when you start to make challenging choices on something like a black and white screen like a crank it almost acts as a filter for people that you want to work with or even if i can take it this far people that might want to buy it yeah there's you're setting expectations right out of the gate somebody that's like super into cod or halo or you know which i love but they're not gonna be super stoked about a black and white screen maybe yeah. that's i'm generalizing to be fair and that might not be fair but like there is definitely 
you're making strong choices and that is going to set expectations with people about what you're trying to create. And I think that that's always a good thing to do because the people that are going to be on your side are the people that are immediately into your vision or immediately psyched about the thing that you're trying to make. If you tried to design something run of the mill that like, you know, tries to speak to everybody, then it almost can sometimes speak to no one, you know? Mm. So, um, I feel like that really blessed us on this project and it really started with the crank and the screen and the yellow and like, you know, chromosphere, of course, that seems really cool. And like, uh, it really helps when connecting with people. So we had a lot of lucky breaks all along the way. And I'm really glad you liked the sound and the music and the speaker. And yeah, it's another one of those things where there's parts of it that feel old, but then parts of it that feel new, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm stoked I, for a game to do voice acting at some point, I think, because there's no reason why you couldn't have full VO on this thing. And that full VO coming from a black mm -hmm. screen is really going to blow people's minds. It's going to be nuts. Yeah. It's going to be nuts. And there's a condenser microphone in this thing. I was like, what? Yes. Yeah. I was like, what? I was like, yeah. well, how do you, like, how do you even, you know, proc that thing to do a thing? <laughs> I don't even know how that works, but it's yeah. cool that that's like a part of the way that you're, and it's funny because you talked about it has this retro feel, but also it is a very new device employing so many different technologies that we just take for granted all the time with Bluetooth yeah. and Wi-Fi, all that stuff. And then seeing that that was a part of that conversation too, I was like, ooh, because I was thinking about boogie loops, which is mm. for me as a person who likes to make beats and stuff and, and all kinds mm -hmm. of things, I was like, ooh, what's going to happen when this thing becomes a sample? <laughs> that people are going to figure out a way to make into yep. a device that you would be able to do stuff with that way. And it just, mm -hmm. with the side loading layers and the, and the way you're thinking about software and the way you're thinking about games and experiences, the coolest part about this from my time with it has just been, I don't know what to expect. Awesome. And that has been dope because it cool. has been I'm really glad you feel that way. all these different versions of ideas, both old and new. Mm. that just work so cohesively on this device that I'm never thinking about, oh, this doesn't feel right for this experience and device. They always mm. feel very meshed together in a way that feels really good. And it's been really cool to just have that experience throughout my entire time with the Playdate awesome. so far and moving forward and being really excited for not only new games, but like new ways people just fuck with this thing and yeah. decide that and they're it like, will happen. and it's it going to happen <laughs> because it's like also feels like it's a, a device that is speaking to developers who are really yeah. in that experimental space, right? Mm -hmm. um, before we let you go, because time has yeah. flown by. Gosh, yeah. it's gone so quick. But I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. You are so amazing. Much. I am yeah. so hyped that we got a chance to, to hang out and, awesome. and talk today. We got to do this more often. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, we yeah. do. Um, for the folks who are going to kind of come to this experience for the first time, folks who are, you know, Playdate curious, uh, if you want to call them those folks. Um, <laughs> What are the things that they that they that you want them to kind of understand as soon as you get this device for the first time? What are the things you want them to kind of lean into uh, with their first experiences with the Playdate? Good question. I I I hope that people, at least with the season, approach it with an open mind. Mm. I hope that people can walk away saying, "I have never played that genre of game before because I didn't think it interested me," but. It arrived on Monday, and so I gave it a shot. And uh, maybe visual novels are like my new favorite thing. Like that would that would be great. I would encourage people to have an open mind to try some of these gaming experiences that 
maybe they'd pass if they saw it in the you know eShop or the PlayStation Store or whatever. Um, I hope that people also give uh, Pulp a try. I hope mm. everyone gives Pulp a try because again, we have a full professional SDK. I shouldn't say professional, but like you know a coding. SDK, but then we yep. also have Pulp, which is all you need is your web browser, you know, Safari and Chrome, and you can make a game or tell your story, whatever that is. I want to know your story. Uh, mm. I don't know what, it, I don't care what it is. Uh, it can be funny, it can be autobiographical. I just, I really hope that I, you know, I, I just want to see what people make with that and to experience that feeling of making something in Pulp and then saving out that. PDX file and then putting it on your play date and showing it to your friends, your parents or whatever. So I hope that people give that a shot. And um, I don't know, I just hope people just genuinely have fun. I hope more than anything else that play date can just brighten people's lives. Even 0.5% I would settle for that. I feel like we've all been through a lot, uh, mm. especially recently. Um, and some more than others, but I don't know. Humans have a lot going on up top. And I I, I hope that the simple joy of just sitting and spending a little time with something new that makes you laugh or smile or challenge you or whatever, just that, that essence of video games. I hope that that can come through and uh, bring a little bit, a little bit of extra happiness to people's lives. That that's, that's, that's the ultimate dream. It's a lofty goal. It's asking a lot, but um, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, look, I, if 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 this one person on the planet in me is feeling amazingly good every time I've, I've finished a session on cool. Playdate, I am hoping the other folks get a chance to to awesome. kind of engage with that joy in the same way I have. I'm I'm even more excited to see again, like. Like even just small things that I just was thinking in my head, especially because mm. you have that really cool peripheral that you'll be able to snap your playdate on, mm -hmm. and then and then, yeah, like that's gonna be dope when those get out to the world. I gotta snag yeah. one of those when they when they're available. Yeah, <laughs> but it's one of those things. It was like me thinking after listening to your uh, XOXO talk as well. I'm like. Did you get a chance to relive and pull the, the the audio player back from the dead and put it on that bad boy and have that amplified through the through the speaker? Oh, you can like do a oh, retro thing like that. You're joking, but uh, the, somebody in a developer in Japan is actually making <sighs> an MP3 player yes. for this thing, and I got I told him he should call it audio, and he thought I was kidding. But I'm like, no, seriously, please, you really gotta. It's got like right. waveform adjustments. It's got oh. you got your playlist and your cover art. Like, yeah, it's there. Are, yeah, thank you for noticing that. Oh, yeah, because I was like, just the circle is closing, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to crank the thing to get to a new station. Like, yes, I want to find yes. some ways to like do all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be so cool, cool. when people kind of play cool. around in those spaces. Cable, thank you so much for rocking with me today. Thank you. It has been thank a you pleasure yeah, uh, getting a chance to not only get, kind of get to know you through this work, but, you know, get a chance to see you and, and the team continue to just grow in all these fantastic ways. It's just so dope to see, thank you. especially Portland-based folks, really yeah. get themselves out into the world in, in, in so many different ways. And it feels like this is another version of, again, I've been begging people to say, like, we need more game studios here in Portland. Uh, we yeah. need to figure out a way to bring the folks here to be able to do some of that work. So, you know. Well, and thanks and thanks to you. And I just want to say it's been so fun watching you do new things and take new oh. opportunities and grow. And yeah, I think you make this 
industry and planet a better place and i'm really thankful that you're here so uh thanks for everything you are amazingly kind um i think i think (laughs) the 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 best way to 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 end out on a a thing like this is to show (laughs) one of our only collabs now we gotta figure i gotta figure out a way to get a spawn on me you know sleeve for one of these things is i was like hey cable I was like, hey, Cable, can you can you send me a plate in to go do a, a, a comparison across all the all the consoles? And Cable was kind enough to send me this bad the boy best. over. The best. And it was just like way before stuff was yeah, even in production. This was a long time ago. And he sends this thing over, and I was like, I got to take a picture of this thing compared to the other ones. It was a blessing to be able to be able to get you to do that it was so cool to have so many folks like well that's what that looks like it's that yeah. small <laughs> that uh, and it's just i'm really hyped to see how i think it's going to go with launch and, and see where everything moves from here so again anytime you want to spot on the show i'm totally down we'll have to figure out a way to do this in person i would love to do that yeah please um and everybody go check out the play day it is amazingly dope go check out the review it's up on our youtube channel as we Thank speak you. right now so go check that out and uh yeah we'll have more conversations with the rest of the panic team and cable very very right soon on. hopefully in the rest of this year so uh much love to you fam We'll get to you soon. And everybody at home, again, thank you so much for for hanging out and and listening to conversations like this. Stuff that you only get here on Spawn on Me. Make sure you go check out the play date. Make sure you give the folks some panels some love. And uh, we'll see you all very, very soon. Until then, peace. (laughs) See ya.